Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Happy PCOS Awareness Month 2021, and what better way to bring on the PCOS Diva podcast, uh, but the founder and executive director, Sasha Adi, to tell us about all of the happenings this month and how we can get involved. So welcome, Sasha, back to the PCOS Diva podcast. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me back on. Um, Again, today, September 1st, is World PCOS Day um, that we started uh, back a few years ago. So, you know, just an exciting way to kick off the month and to have everyone get involved. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I I honestly think that there couldn't be a better month for PCOS awareness than September coming off of, um, you know, a, a summer where, you know, some of your PCOS diva habits may have fallen off track. I always feel like September is kind of um, almost a better new year uh, than January. It's, it's really an opportunity to, to get back on track with healthy habits and, Um, I I think the fact that it's PCOS Awareness Month on top of it just kind of adds to um, the importance of why it's so, um, you know, so critical that we take care of our health so we can manage our PCOS symptoms. I completely agree. I think, you know, January 1st is is really a nice way to start off cleansing your soul, spirit, body for the rest of the year. But sometimes it's good to get a little um, midway check or a little past midway, right? And uh, try to evaluate what's been going on and, you know, just kind of jumpstart and get a refresher if if needed, or change things up a little if needed. So September is a really great um, month for the PCOS community. It's, uh, you know, as far as I can remember, since I got uh, diagnosed, before I got diagnosed, it's been, September has been kind of celebrated or used as uh, PCOS Awareness Month to bring uh, more attention to polycystic ovary syndrome and how it impacts 
people with the disorder and our families and supporters and entire community. So um, it's a really great time to check in and get other people in the know about this really pervasive uh, condition that impacts so, so many millions around the world. Yeah, and I know your organization, PCOS Challenge, actually a couple of years ago, was able to push to make PCOS Awareness Month a recognized um, month by the, the government, correct, for PCOS awareness. Maybe you could tell us more about, about that and um, what PCOS Challenge does for women with PCOS. Yeah, so I, I'll just tell a little bit of backstory about PCOS Challenge. I founded the organization, PCOS Challenge, where the National Polycystic Ovary Syndrome Association. I founded the, I founded PCOS Challenge back in uh, late 2008, early 2009, when very shortly after my own diagnosis with PCOS and realizing that there, um, was a lack of just knowledge, awareness, and support around the condition. And as the organization decided to, uh, started to grow, we realized that what was really missing was uh, an advocacy force that so many other um, conditions and um, causes have. PCOS didn't have that advocacy force um, that's bringing attention to the lack of resources for, um, for PCOS care, the lack of uh, funding for research. Um, so we decided to build that base of advocacy um, in, particular, in particularly uh, legislative advocacy because um, uh, during our research, we realized that PCOS was barely ever mentioned in the US government. And if the government doesn't know about it, funding for uh, research will, uh, will, will continue to um, be lacking. So, uh, so one of the first things that we decided to do was get PCOS Awareness Month officially designated September, um, which Historically, it had been celebrated in the community, but it wasn't a part of the official calendar, the government's calendar, which um, it now is, and <laughs> which is really, um, it's, it's, it's a kind of a win for the, the community, unfortunately, um, because it's been, previously it felt that um, PCOS has been ignored uh, largely. And so now we have this platform, which is through PCOS Advocacy um, Day and other PCOS advocacy initiatives uh, led by PCOS Challenge, where uh, as people and partners and supporters of the PCOS community can come together and let our elect, elected officials know that this is this needs to be a priority. Um, so uh, have building that strong base of support to continue advancing PCOS legislation and health policy efforts is extremely important to, to us and the community. 
And advocacy day is usually held in the springtime, correct? It is, it is. So this year it was in March, March 4th. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was really impactful. This, it had to be a virtual event, um, our first one, right? Our first virtual advocacy day. But people came, they showed up. We had over 245 advocates, including 64 healthcare providers. So we had researchers, physicians, um, naturopaths, um, dietitians, you know, uh, uh, health coaches, people from the, who are um, stakeholders, from all over the PCOS community, representing 45 US states and territories. We even had some international uh, representation there. And we met with over 237 congressional offices. And what that, uh, what happened subsequently was that um, we passed, we introduced uh, resolutions, we meaning our partners on the Hill, uh, Representative David Scott, Brian Fitzpatrick, uh, they introduced the 2021 PCOS awareness resolution and it currently has over 92 co-sponsors um, and senators Elizabeth Warren and Deb Fisher in, are, are going to introduce the Senate version of that resolution. We also um, uh, PCOS challenge teamed up with Resolve New England to introduce a bill in Massachusetts and it's being led by representative Nika um, Elgardo uh, to have message, uh, have PCOS recognized in Massachusetts September officially recognized by the governor and other activities around PCOS awareness. So it's a really exciting year for PCOS advocacy and that just continues to build momentum and researchers are now reporting that they're seeing um, they're seeing opportunities with the words, the words polycystic ovary syndrome on opportunities that they'd never seen before. And that's because the community decided to um, come together to, um, to elevate the, the profile of PCOS and uh, use our voices to create change. Yeah, I, what you're doing is such important work. And I had the, um, the honor and pleasure to attend one of the advocacy days in person a, a couple of years back. And it was such a powerful experience as a woman with PCOS to be able to kind of raise our collective voice on the Hill and to try to make an impact to improve the, the um, outcomes for women with PCOS. And I, I've noticed that one thing uh, that I think uh, has increased is studies on PCOS. I know that PCOS challenge, uh, I often see them in my inbox, different opportunities to participate in studies. I mean, some of them are even paid um, to kind of further uh, research and um, into, you know, different even lifestyle factors of PCOS. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about those efforts. Yeah, that's one of the, our central focus is that um, research is patient centered, right? That's, that's one of our uh, main goals is that patients 
um, PCOS patients are more involved in everything about research, the design, um, participation. We want to work with researchers to answer the questions that we as people with lived experiences mm -hmm. want answered, right? So before all of this, these advocacy efforts, uh, patients weren't really that involved um, in, in the direction of research. They, they weren't. I think that that's one of the issues regard, um, with why there's so many gaps around PCOS care because people with lived experiences weren't previously involved. Um, so one of the things that PCOS Challenge is doing is um, working with researchers and also doing our own um, uh, patient-centered and also some patient-led research efforts, which is really exciting. And you learn more about those um, in the coming months. But yes, we do recruit for studies uh, that uh, um, with, with some of our partners um, to help to answer some of the questions that patients want answered. So, so look out for in your inbox or sign up on PCOSchallenge.org to get our uh, uh, newsletters and, and um, study recruitment. It's so important to get um, to, to participate in research. Mm -hmm. um, Amy, very quickly, I just wanted to let you know. So when I first got diagnosed with PCOS, um, I was told to lose weight. And, you know, I was like, well, go to the gym. Cut out, car cut out carbs. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to see someone with nutrition expertise and my health insurance would not pay for me to see a nutritionist or a dietitian um, or anyone because I was not diabetic. <laughs> the very mm -hmm. thing I was trying to prevent. And so one of the ways that I did get some involved in... Um, did get some nutrition advice was I joined a study on nutrition for PCOS. I was a participant in a research study and learned a lot um, just being a participant. And I think it's so important. Some, sometimes you will learn just being, you know, participating in a research study. You learn a lot about your body and depending on the type of research that it is um, and certain interventions, which, um, you know, I was, I, you know, I would gladly uh, join research studies that I think would, would provide valuable information. That's a great point. And I know that there's, uh, a, you know, many medical institutions. I, I know that there's been dietary studies done out at um, University of California, San Francisco. I think they have, they do quite a bit of PCOS research. Um, do you have a list on PCOS challenge of active studies that people could look at? Yes. So that's one of the things that we're um, compiling. I actually had a meeting last week. Um, I'm sorry, yesterday about um, putting out a, a list, a web page to house all of the research studies, which we do on PCOSchallenge.org. And um, we'll make it more prominent by the time this airs <laughs> so that um, everyone will, will be able to find a list of re uh, current research studies and partners. Oh. Uh, and that's one of the things that we're continuing to do is partner with um, researchers who 
you know, want to get some of these questions mm-hmm. answered. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I love about PCOS Awareness Month and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed this since early on, like you, I was diagnosed, um, and prior to 2009, that's when I started PCOS Diva, but started getting involved in local PCOS events um, for PCOS Awareness Month, even earlier than that. But it's coming together with other women with PCOS when you feel so alone. Um, it's wonderful to be able to share experiences and struggles and victories with other women that understand the journey. And I think that PCOS Awareness Month is a great time for that. And I know that PCOS Challenge uh, provides those kind of opportunities. So I was wondering if you could tell us uh, about things that are coming up this month where you could actually um, kind of come together in community with other women with PCOS. Absolutely, Amy. I think with each event where we come together um, in person or even virtually, it's everyone leaves feeling more empowered, more supported, just there's something that's palpable, right? Even if you don't know how to describe it, you leave with that feeling. Um, It's like a big hug (laughs) in the room. (laughs) <laughs> and so that that's why we enjoy when we do our PCOS awareness events. And so I just want to give you a breakdown of what's happening this September. Of course, today, September 1st, PCOS uh, is when we celebrate, uh, kick off the month uh, uh, with World PCOS Day. And what that is, is we know that PCOS is a global issue. So we, we partner with uh, patients and providers and organizations from all around the world to show how PCOS impacts our lives um, in our countries. And, you know, just kind of come together and have a, a, a global uh, kind of party, right? So uh, so that's World PCOS Day. And you'll see um, people changing their uh, profiles to teal or with, uh, with, with overlays. And be, please be sure to do that um, with a PCOS challenge or a World PCOS Day overlay. Um, so we're also doing a PCOS Challenge 5K Run Walk National Campaign that kicks off August 29th, yesterday, through December 1st. So you have quite a bit of time to train to do a 5K, however you want to do that. Um, Walk, run, swim, um, on a treadmill, however you want to complete um, five kilometers of physical activity. Um, That's how we're, um, you know, that's the point of the PCOS 5K in addition to raising funds for PCOS challenge programs and activities. Um, So we continue to hope that this this continues to be the largest national campaign raising awareness and funds for PCOS education support and research programs. And all of this can be found on pcosawarenessmonth.org or pcoschallenge.org. Um, so we, we've broken down the month of September into themes. 
Week one, September 1st through 4th, uh, is PCOS Support and Advocacy Week. Um, so we'll be doing, um, just listening to stories from people about um, support and advocacy. Um, and, you know, so you'll have the opportunity to share your personal stories as well. Week two, September 5th through 11th, is PCOS Fertility, Family Building, and Maternal Health Week. Uh, the PCOS Channel Challenge Family Building Grant opens this week and will close sometime in December. Uh, and th what that grant does is provides the opportunity to a few um, patients or um, couples with PCO impacted by PCOS to um, get a free IVF uh, cycle, which is incredible and incredibly generous to um, of our sponsors to donate uh, uh, an IVF cycle for PCOS patients with, P um, with PCOS Challenge. Um, in week three is PCOS Lifestyle and Management Week. And this is a really exciting week. You can do your 5K in this week, uh, but we've PCOS Challenge has partnered with Hip Shake Fitness to do uh, 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 fitness activities throughout this week. And um, we're going to be doing a kickoff on September 12th and closeout event on September 18th. Really excited about that. And week four, September 19th through the 25th is PCOS Related Disorder Week, which is... Um, you know, the connection between PCOS and diabetes, um, heart disease, all of that. So we're going to be addressing all of those. Um, Sunday, September 19th, we have the Bolt for PCOS 5K in Atlanta. And Saturday, September 25th, we have the PCOS Awareness Symposium in person in Philadelphia, but we also have a virtual, virtual uh, portion of that event. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, due to COVID, so many of us can't be together. And but luckily, we have the opportunity to have virtual sessions. Um, so PCOS Awareness Symposium um, is the biggest opportunity for education and um, coming together and learning from each other and learning from some of the world's leading expert in PCOS. So um, please be sure to join, to sign up on PCOSchallenge.org. And the fifth week is adolescent, um, PCOS and adolescent week. And that's how we close out PCOS Awareness Month with a lot of activities, um, <laughs> but it's, it's always, you know, really great to get people to come together and, and share our stories and learn about PCOS and help to elevate um, um, our, our message around why PCOS needs to be a, a priority and a public health priority at that. So that, that sounds like an amazing month. And I'm just wondering, are those activities happening on PCOS Challenge social media? Uh, where can people participate in those like weekly themes? Yeah. So sorry. Thank you, Amy, for bringing that up. So um, we will have activities happening on social media on um, 
Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And you can follow us at PCOS Challenge on social media at PCOS Challenge. Um, and you can also learn about all of the events at PCOSChallenge.org and PCOSAwarenessMonth.org. So World PCOS Day today, a lot of lighting events will be happening around the world. Go to PCOSAwarenessMonth.org and uh, find out if, uh, if there's a building lighting up teal near you or if you can watch that on somewhere on social media. Um, yeah, so please go to PCOSChallenge.org or PCOSAwarenessMonth.org to find out how to participate in all the activities and follow us on social media at PCOS Challenge. Are there any special hashtags that might be helpful? Yes, hashtag PCOS, um, PCOS Challenge, PCOS, uh, PCOS Awareness, uh, PCOS Awareness Month. Those are really um, special hashtags that we use. Um, but in, in every week, if you go to PCOSAwarenessMonth.org, all of the hashtags will be listed listed there for each uh, special week. You know, I, I think when you're in the middle of your journey, or if you've been dealing with PCOS for a long time, you kind of get, you, you sort of take for granted that everybody knows what PCOS is, I think, because you're just living it day in and day out. And I've definitely find myself in that place. Um, but it's amazing how many people have no idea what PCOS is. Uh, and so that's, I think, what's so important about spreading the word uh, it, during PCOS Awareness Month, especially, you know, changing your banner on your, your social media profile, because you never know uh, how some woman that's suffering might find out about PCOS um, and it would lead to you know, a diagnosis and helping her to feel better and manage her symptoms. So, uh, you know, really think about participating, um, you know, for yourself and, you know, for those, those unknown women that are, you know, dealing with health issues and they don't even know that they have PCOS. I don't know if what, what people heard, but that's a great point, Amy. Um, so many people tell us that when they change their profile or use an overlay and with I'm a PCOS advocate or it's PCOS Awareness Month or PC World PCOS Day, someone reaches out to them who has recently gotten a diagnosis. It could be someone from your family who's never spoken about it. Um, I often tell the story about one of our first PCOS uh, sim uh, awareness symposia that was happening in Atlanta. Uh, one lady there met her cousin there. They, neither of them knew that the other had PCOS. Oh, wow. They lived four hours from each other. One traveled four hours to be there and they saw each other at the event and had no idea that the other, they were cousins. So this is really an opportunity to 
to share that how pervasive, how many people are impacted by PCOS. It does run in families. So if you have a PCOS diagnosis, chances are someone who is related to you also has PCOS or other people, many other people related to you may also have PCOS. Mm -hmm. um, one in 10 to one in five people. So if you line up five women, maybe at least one will have PCOS. So think of your friends, your families, um, and, and your coworkers, other people who may have no idea where to get support. Now you can be a source of support for each other or even a source of, of research partners trying to figure out, you know, what trying to dig through the, I guess, muddied waters of PCOS information that's out there on the, the net, trying to figure out um, what works for you, what works best. And, you know, sometimes sharing that information, which, Amy, as we know, there is no one um, medication, no one uh, type of treatment for everyone with PCOS. So um, that's the really frustrating part about having PCOS for many people, but also having other people to, to support you, to help you through that as you know, you do your investigations and your trials and errors and about what works for you. I think having that support and knowing that you're not alone is one of um, the best feelings that you can have as someone who's newly diagnosed or frustratingly <laughs> has been diagnosed for, for decades without um, answers. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and Sasha, I have to thank you for being that support for me very early on in my journey. You know, you were, your PCOS challenge was one of the, the few resources out there. Um, and you've been a support for me for a long time. So, so thank you for your persistence, your perseverance. I know, you know, when you're, you're out there helping people, it's, it's not, it's exhausting. It's not always easy. We have to uh, be mindful of our own health, you know, challenges and, um, and our own health to make sure that we're focused, you know, on healing ourselves so that we can then in turn heal others. So I know it hasn't been always easy, but um, I'm, I'm very grateful to you. And, for all the work that you do on behalf of women with PCOS. And I, I just encourage listeners to take advantage of one of the many opportunities that PCOS Challenge is offering this month. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great month. Thank you so much, Amy. I really want to echo the same sentiments to you. And um, you've been really a source of information, inspiration to a, a wide portion of the PCOS community and myself and the organization. You've been a generous um, uh, sponsor, supporter as well. And we teamed up to create the PCOS Diva PCOS Challenge um, Confidence Grant, which has helped so many people over the last about four years, Amy, um, to with with to get electrolysis or laser hair removal or um, uh, wigs or to or things to help with hair and skin 
um, ailments connected to PCOS that aren't covered by insurance. So that's huge. And you've impacted so many lives and continue to impact lives. And you are so right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's, it's hard when you're the one who's, you know, kind of the face of the organization or doing the public fight, so to speak, um, and advocacy. But, you know, it's really rewarding when you hear things like, oh, I, you know, PCOS Diva was the first, per, uh, first place I saw or um, going to the PCOS Awareness Symposium changed my life. These are things that continue to fuel my fire, even when I'm down, because there are times when, you know, you, you do feel a little knocked down, but um, just hearing those stories and how you touch other people's lives um, is one of the most rewarding things that we can continue to do. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, that's what gets us out of bed every day, right? And, and doing yeah. <laughs> the work that we're doing. So, so it's an exciting month for both of us. I, I, um, hope to connect with you in person um, soon. Uh, it's It's been tough not seeing all of my my PCOS um, allies <laughs> uh, in person, like to fuel me, um, but hopefully soon. And and I hope to see listeners at, at one of these events or, or the a virtual um, symposium, definitely reach out and, and say hello. Uh, but Sasha, it, a pleasure as always to have you on the PCOS Diva podcast. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be here, to connect and um, look forward to continuing to help people. And um, I, I look forward to your listeners joining in on the PCOS Challenge events during the entire month of September and look forward to, yes, soon connecting in person again. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Uh, well, you're so welcome. And thank you all for listening and tuning in. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.